Isaiah chapter 62 verse 10. Go through, go through the gates. Prepare you the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. Lift up a standard for the people. Lift up a standard for the people. We most recently established by the Spirit that one of the ways to take out or gather out the stones is by divine command. At the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus gave a very important command before he could perform the miracle of the restoration of life. To the people who were standing by, he said, take away the stone. In John chapter 11 verse 39 to 41, Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For he had been dead four days. Verse 40, Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Can you see that even those who were desperately in need of a miracle, those who needed the miracle the most had given up completely on their own situation? The stone was used to seal, hinder, and limit the resurrection and the life from gaining access to the one who needed life. The stone was used to seal off the situation. Nothing good came out of that place anymore, but Jesus could see life behind the stone. He could see the glory of God that even Martha, the sister of Lazarus, could not see. He said, if you will believe, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. And verse 41 says, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Hallelujah. Wow, until you gather out the stones, prayers will be of no effect. Until you gather out the stony heart, the Father cannot do anything. Yes, he cannot. Jesus wants you to gather out the stone and then he steps in to reveal the glory of God. Take away the stone, my friend. Take away the stone, Papa. Mama, take away the stone. The stone was rolled away and the prayer of the master went into the grave and raised Lazarus from the dead and propelled him out of the grave. Wow! When the stone is rolled away, you will experience the wondrous walking power of God. Your marriage will walk again if you take out the stone. The stone of pride, arrogance, stubbornness, disobedience, rebellion can be rolled away. If you don't get rid of the stones, things will continue to smell and stink and you will not be able to hold back. You will not be able to stay, withstand the odor, the stench as a result of the stone. If you do not take out the stone of bitterness, the stone of unforgiveness, anger, rage, sin, name it, there will be no need to even pray in the first place. Yes, the best that Jesus could do before the stone was taken away was to weep. 
Yes. In John 11.35, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. But in verse 41, he prayed. He prayed when the stone was taken away. If you want the Lord to be emotional about your situation, then leave the stones. Leave the stones. But if you really want him to solve your problem and bring back life and hope, then you better take out the stone. Please do. The stone that has been used to window dress the situation such that what is smelling and stinking behind the scene looks very good outside. When Jesus asked them to roll the stone away, the sister quickly reacted. She did not want the embarrassment of the smell and odor that will be released from her brother's decomposed body. Oh yes, oh yes. We sometimes prefer the stone because it covers many things. It hides the real state of the situation. Yes, many people prefer the stone. But the Lord Jesus is saying today, take away the stone so that he can reveal the glory, the glory behind the stone. Until this is done, the best you can get of the Savior is his emotional sympathy. If you want his life, you want his life to bring life to the situation, then please gather out the stone and do not delay. Do not delay so you can take out the stone by divine command. And the third way to gather out the stone is by divine supernatural intervention. Divine supernatural intervention. Gather the stones by supernatural intervention. I believe that you know that our Savior Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross and the enemy did his worst. His worst to keep him. His worst to keep him in the grave. The enemy did everything possible to keep him in the grave. How did the enemy attempt to keep the resurrection and life in the grave? How did they try to prevent him from rising again? What is the climax of his strategy with stones? Let's read it in Matthew 27, verse 62 to 66. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember while he was still alive, how that, how that deceiver said, after three days I will rise. Therefore, verse 64, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, he has risen from the dead. So, the last deception will be worse than the first. Verse 65, Pilate said to them, you have God, go your way. Make it as secure as you know how. And verse 66, So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. Oh yes, oh yes. The most complex strategy of the enemy against the righteous soul is the stone, the seal and the security. The combination of the stone, the seal and the security. When the master started his ministry, the devil came to him, tempted him to convert stones into bread. You remember that? Luke chapter 4, 
And of course, the master overcame him and disgraced the devil publicly. Now, when Jesus finished his ministry and was crucified, the devil returned again to seal the Savior with stones and to set a strong security team around the stone that was sealed. Do you see that? Friends, it's a battle of stones. <laughs> it's a battle of stones. This is the unspoken dimension of spiritual warfare. If you overcome the devil's temptation to eat stones at the beginning of your life, at the beginning of your ministry, your marriage, your business, your relationship, whatever it is, you will surely have to confront his attempt to seal off your destiny with stones, seals, and a strong security team to prevent you from rising, from rising ever again. At this point, you cannot do anything to help yourself. At this point, you may not even be able to pray. You may not be able to fast. You are so discouraged, so broken-hearted. The battle is beyond you. And that is the worst, most complex spiritual strategy of the devil in his battles with stones. The pinnacle of the strategy is to combine stones, seals, and security. And now you need a stronger intervention. You need a heavenly invasion. You need the power, the power of God that is beyond you. And this is available for you and I. Yes, it's available. This is the highest dimension of the unspoken dimensions of spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do you handle this? How do you handle this? When everything is down and you do not know what to do and it seems that the stone has been rolled against you, sealed, and a security team, a powerful monitoring force surrounds you, what do you do? Matthew 28 verse 1 to 3. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. Verse 2, And behold, behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven. Mm. An angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Yes, hallelujah. An angel of the Lord descended from heaven. Can you see the battles have changed? Oh, the dimensions of spiritual warfare have changed. Hallelujah. The angel descended from heaven. This is not your battle anymore. This is not when the stone is combined with the seal and with the security team. It's no longer your battle. The angel came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. He sat on it. When the enemy combines stones, seas, and security, when the enemy raises a spiritual monitoring team to monitor you and ensure that you never rise again, then you know that the battle is at its most critical point. <laughs> at this point, you need heavenly reinforcement. You need the support of heaven. You need a stronger dimension of force that will roll away the stone, that will turn the stone into a chair and 
keep the security and monetary things sedated and unconscious. That is superior spiritual operation. Hallelujah. The stumbling block is turned into a chair. The security men were anesthetized. They were they were sedated and kept in a sleeping state. And then you rise in power. You rise in glory. You rise victoriously. The angel rolled away the stone and sat on it. Why? Because Jesus loves righteousness. He loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, the Lord God sent his angel to roll away the stone. The seal was broken and destroyed. The stone was rolled away and the security team was dazed and subdued. This dimension of spiritual operation requires angelic intervention, my friend. Yes, angelic visitation. Whew. Daniel also had a similar experience in Babylon when the devil tried everything possible to tempt him and stop him. In Daniel chapter 1, the devil presented stones in form of the king's meat and wine for Daniel to consume. But Daniel, in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, refused to defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. He refused to eat the stones that were turned into bread. Then the enemy conspired against him. The enemy conspired against him. Let's read Daniel chapter 6. Verse 16 to 17. So, the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone, verse 17, Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet of his lord that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Mm. Did you see that in your Bible? Did you see that in your Bible? A stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den. The king sealed it so that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. The stone and the seal. The stone again. The stone and the seal. You do not need to do anything for Satan to attack you. As a matter of fact, those who do nothing suffer the highest attack, highest satanic attack. Daniel refused the food of the king. He was a eunuch. So sex or immorality in all his form was not a temptation. He prayed three times a day. And of course, when you pray, Satan is mad. Jesus prayed early in the morning and Satan was mad at him. Men and women who pray earnestly and live a holy life are a big threat to the enemy. So if the enemy cannot get them to eat stones he will attempt to roll a big stone against them and seal them up so that they cannot rise in the spirit so you see there are two dimensions of limitations and stone restrictions for Lazarus he was dead and stinking and a stone was rolled against him to seal him in 
to seed him in such that even when Jesus finally arrived at his grave, nothing would change. For Daniel, he was alive. He was not dead. He was living, but trapped and sealed with the stones of wickedness, with the stones of envy, with the stone of bitterness, with the stone of jealousy. He was alive, but trapped behind the stones. But again, there was a supernatural intervention. The king could not sleep through the night. He ran to the den very early in the morning to check on the innocent Daniel. Daniel chapter 6 verse 20 to 22. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Verse 21, then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God, my God, sent his angel and shot the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong. I have done no wrong before you. Did you read that again in your Bible? Daniel affirmed that God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth. To shut the lion's mouth. Hallelujah. In this dimension of spiritual warfare, you need angelic intervention. You need heavenly intervention. Oh, that is the story in the Old Testament. We are New Testament believers. No lions then. No stone can be rolled against me. Jesus already did it. It is over. I am sorry to disappoint your thought of reasoning. Do not forget that as modernization catches up with us, so is the devil also modernizing his own strategy. Yes, Peter, the apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, was arrested, kept in prison, and sealed with the stones. Herod wanted to kill him. The stone in his case were gates. They were gates. Three gates. And the third was even called the iron gate. You see? You see that Satan has adapted his technology. He doesn't want to stay in the stone age anymore. No. No. He has changed the stones into iron gates. And you know what? I love heaven so much. Hallelujah. Angels don't roll away the stone anymore. They now have spiritual remote sensing technology. I say that again. Spiritual remote sensing technology that causes the iron gates to open on their own accord as soon as they sense the presence of the angels from heaven. Hallelujah. 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 Let's read this account in Acts chapter 12 verse 5 to 11. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, you see that security team, bound with chains, two chains, you see that the seal, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, verse 7, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Then the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. 
wrap your cloak around you and follow me the angel told him verse 9 peter followed him out of the prison but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening he thought he was seeing a vision verse 10 they passed the first and the second guard and came to the iron gate the iron gate leading to the city it opened for them by itself hallelujah it opened for them by itself and they went through it when they had walked the length of one street suddenly the angel left him verse 11 then peter came to himself and said now i know without a doubt that the lord has sent his angel and rescued me from herod's clutches and from everything the jewish people were hoping would happen you need divine supernatural intervention you need angelic visitation you need angelic intervention in this dimension of spiritual warfare where the enemy has improved on his technology heaven has what is even better better and superior three gates of the enemy iron gate of the enemy the angel of the lord came with superior technology the chains fell off Peter had time to put on his clothes and his sandals because in this dimension of spiritual operations, nothing, nothing will be left behind. Nothing must be left behind. No trace. It is the highest realm of spiritual warfare. Nothing must be left behind. Not even your sandal. Not even your cloak. Everything, everything must be adequately preserved. The angel of the Lord brought him to the street, finished his work, and departed. And then Peter came to his senses. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The stone, the seal, and the security team is the satanic combination that can only be defeated and subdued by a superior supernatural divine intervention of the angelic ministry. Of the angelic ministry. How were these dimensions of spiritual interventions activated? How? How? Will we continue that tomorrow? I commend you to God. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory.